This is episode 198, Stop People Pleasing with Laura. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. As always, thank you so much for listening, and thank you to all of you who go to iTunes and leave ratings and reviews. That always is so helpful to help the show grow. It also helps when you share it with your friends and the people you care about and on social media. Always be sure to tag me so I can send you some love. In this episode, we are talking about a subject that comes up a lot on the podcast with my clients. Whenever I facilitate retreats or speak, people-pleasing, especially when I'm talking to women. Not to say that men aren't people-pleasers, but women especially seem to struggle with people-pleasing and go above and beyond for everyone else in their life, want to make sure everybody else is happy, often at their own expense. And what's dangerous about this is, number one, we may end up resentful because we feel like a doormat. And number two, you're really not being authentic with the people in your life, often the people that you care about the most, because you're more concerned with pleasing them than with really being vulnerable and really connecting. So I coach Laura in this episode, who's admittedly a people pleaser. She goes above and beyond to help others, and she feels like she doesn't get it back in return. We go into why she people pleases, why people pleasing is actually selfish, and how to get out of it. I also guide her through a process, and I encourage you to close your eyes and allow me to guide you through it while I'm guiding Laura. As always, be sure to listen to my wrap up at the end of the show because I dive into some of the subjects that we talk about even deeper. As you are listening, consider, do you relate to being a people pleaser? Can you acknowledge yourself for your accomplishments, but struggle acknowledging yourself just for who you are? Do you feel like you're the black sheep of the family and sometimes you're afraid to be who you are because you might lose your family's approval? And do you obsess about what other people think of you? Are you constantly concerned with how you're perceived? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching session with Laura. Laura, welcome to the show. What's your question? So I was just wondering, I I get caught in these modes where I uh, tend to people please and I'm often disappointed by them. Oh, people pleasing. Tell me more. So I feel like I tend to go above and beyond for people and I don't get that in return from mm-hmm. others. And I often feel rejected and disappointed. Can you give me an example? Um, so say it's, you know, some somebody's having a baby or somebody's getting married. I go above and beyond often asking, like, how are you feeling? Um, how can I help you? Multiple times per week. And then when something like that happens to me and I don't receive that back from somebody I feel disappointed or not worthy of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why do you think you go above and beyond? You've said that a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Well, I think like as a, a child, I didn't always receive that growing up. Right. So I feel like I constantly do that for others now. 
wanting it in return, hoping that if you do it for Mm -hmm. others, somebody will give it to you back. Yeah. Right. So why do you think if there was a lesson in this, why do you think you continue to get disappointed? That's where I I guess I struggle stopping to do it, stopping to do it and stop feeling disappointed. Right. Well, so the way it kind of works in terms of life lessons is Mm -hmm. we continue to experience a negative feeling because it's trying to alert us to something. Okay. It's almost like if I put my hand on a hot stove, I get burned so that I know Mm -hmm. not to put my hand on the hot stove anymore. Right. But you continue to put your hand on the hot stove. Expecting that one day, right? Expecting that one day it's not going to be hot anymore. Right. And what the kind of the lesson in this is for you is that one, no one outside of you can give you the kind of acceptance that and love that you're looking for. And no one is going to be able to go back and fill those childhood wounds other than you. Right. You continue to look for the love and acceptance that you wanted from mom and dad in other people, but you keep getting burned. So the great thing is, is that you can really love and you can really please people. You're just not giving it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have the skill, yeah. you have the ability, it's just not turning it inward. And you know, and also the thing about people pleasing, have you ever heard me talk about how people pleasing is actually selfish? Yes. What did you learn about that? I feel like you, you give, give, give to others, but then you're not, you're not doing it for yourself. You're, I guess kind of, I feel like I'm sabotaging myself in a way. Part of me doesn't want to feel good with it. Right. When I'm people pleasing others. And it's selfish in the sense of like, you're doing it because you want something. You're not going above and beyond for all these people that are having babies and getting married because you really want to. You're doing it because you want something back. Yeah, and then I feel like I get resentment towards them. Sure. Mm -hmm. Sure. So is that really people-pleasing? Are you really pleasing anybody? No. 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 (laughs) Right. No, I am doing it for the wrong reasons. Right. Well, and... And just have some compassion for yourself because this is like the little girl in you is just looking for attention and validation. So right. understand that you're doing it. Like it's coming from a pure place. You just want love. You just want attention. Right. You just want validation. So it's it's mm-hmm. coming from just an old wound. So don't make yourself wrong for that. But the grown-up version of you has to see, wait a second, like I'm not... I'm not really genuine in my intentions. And that's another reason you're not getting it back is because energetically people can feel that. And it's not like they're consciously thinking, oh, you know, I can feel Laura isn't genuine, so I'm not going to reach out to her. You're not in the, you're not kind of in the energetic alignment with it really being about love and really being about caring. And because you're not in energetic alignment with that, you're not getting it back. You're right, because even sometimes I feel like pressured that I have to reach out to people so much or or compliment them so much. What do you mean you feel pressured? Oh, like I'll feel like oh, um, and and I I do care when I do make effort to reach out to people because mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes uh, I'll give an example of, of somebody's pregnant. I'll ask them 
multiple times per week, like, how are you feeling? How did the doctor's appointment go? And I feel like if I don't do that, you know, it, it looks bad upon me. Right. Well, but again, that's coming from the place of it, not wanting to look bad, not from a real genuine place of caring about someone. Yeah. How would you describe your relationship with yourself? I know I want to improvement. I'm very self-critical of myself. I'm very hard on myself. I, I'm lacking that loving and compassion component mm-hmm. with myself. And do you have children of your own? I do. How many? I do. I have two, two girls. And I'm, you know, I'm afraid I don't want that them to see that. Well, like see myself not treat myself well. They're gonna feel it. Yeah, absolutely. How old are they now? They're seven and four. Okay. So this is a good time to change this. Right. Can you give me mm-hmm. an example of a time where you really did feel connected to yourself and that you were self-loving? Can you think of any time where you really felt like there was something or there was a moment where you just felt really mothering to yourself? Um, not, like not that I can think of. I feel like there's times I've been proud of myself, but not... Okay, tell me about those. Really. I mean, just accomplishments with work or, or school. Um, well, give me an example. Uh, I guess like when I received my graduate degrees, I, I worked hard. I put myself through graduate school and I was proud of that. And I'm proud of my profession and I think I'm, you know, a good, a good worker with what I do. Mm-hmm. And I take pride in that. And when you feel pride and take pride, what do you think about yourself? I feel like I, I do my job out of my heart. I, you know, I feel like I'm mm-hmm. genuine with that towards other people with my job. Okay. I feel like I'm myself when I'm doing my job. And and can you say what your job is? Yes, I'm a social worker. Okay. <laughs> Ironic, ironically. <laughs> ironically. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's different about that versus when you're out people-pleasing? So what's different mm-hmm. between, you know, being a social worker and doing your job and feeling proud of it and not not feeling like you want anything in return? I just feel like really that I'm, I was blessed with this opportunity to really help these people improve their lives or turn their needs into to strengths. And for once, like I don't, it's not about me. I focus on, I truly tune into them mm-hmm. and meaningfully tune into them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what makes the people that you go to and get disappointed by di- any different from them? Like, why do you think you're able to make it about them at work but make it about you in kind of more your social situations? I feel like maybe because they're more personal to me, whether it be my husband or my friend or a family member. They're in my personal cir- circle, but I guess at work I have more boundaries okay. with my the clients I serve. Okay. So you have kind of more emotional attachment in your personal life. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. So the people pleasing becomes even more important because that's what feels most familial to you, which is the void that you're trying to fill. Yes. Yes. Well, again, the good news is that you know how to be loving and you know how to be compassionate and you know how to be a caretaker. Mm -hmm. You're just not giving it to yourself. Right. And I guess that's right. I'm 
stuck of like how to genuinely do that to myself. Well, a lot of it has to do with coming to peace with the fact that your parents, for whatever reason, didn't give it to you. Right. And working with that little girl inside of you and giving her the love and the acceptance and the validation that she never got when she was little. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you listen to the show and probably the people listening now are like, oh, Christine's giving the same advice of going back Over. and reparenting <laughs> yourself. But honestly, with so many of these things, that's what it is. I mean, it's it's pretty, it's pretty kind of obvious, right? You didn't get a right. lot of love and approval and like, we're so proud of you and we love you and you're beautiful just the way you are. And oh my gosh, you did such a good job. You didn't get a lot of that. So it was a wound that was, that needed to be filled. You've gone out and made taking care of others your profession because you didn't feel taken care of. And then you're trying to kind of fill this void and heal this wound by having the people closest to you now give you what your parents couldn't. Right, right. I feel like, you know, that I guess the disappointment mimics from my disappointment in childhood that I feel like I'm receiving now. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So tell me about your childhood. What happened? Um, just a very, I guess my father was very controlling, very hard on me. Uh, I never got, not a very emotional family, never heard that I love you, good job, um, anything like that. Okay. And what was your dad's childhood like? Uh, you know, I, I don't know much about it. And my grandparents are not alive to, you know, ask them. If you had to guess. Well, I'm assuming it's how he treat, treated and still treats me. Do you still have a relationship mm-hmm. with him today? I do. It's very, uh, very torn. Tell me more about that. Very torn. I'm more uh, standoffish. I kind of shut him out right now. I mean, we're we're a close knit family in an odd way, um, but you know, at family functions, I just tend to not go near him, keep the conversation minimal. Um, But I feel that resentment in myself when I'm near him. Yeah. Well, and do you Mm -hmm. think that resentment is healthy? No, no, not at all. I I physically feel it, you know, not at all. What do you want to do with that? I I feel like I want to heal that part of my life and, you know, be the mother to my children that I didn't get from my parents. Well, and part of that's Mm going to be forgiving your dad. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't mean you have to go up to him and say, Dad, I forgive you for everything. Um, but it does mean getting to a place of compassion inside yourself. Right. You know, he, you've heard me say this on the show too, he did the best he could with what he had. And he probably never was loved and encouraged. He might have even had it worse since he was a man or a boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's so beautiful is that you're breaking the generational pattern. Right. Right. You know, this came up a, a few episodes ago where I was coaching a woman who her parents used corporal punishment on her, you know, hit her. And she noticed she started was starting to do that with her own children and wanted to stop. Right. And I really acknowledge her for being able to break the generational pattern. But mm-hmm. here's the thing. You're breaking it with your children, but you're not breaking it inside yourself. I just realized that too when I when I said that once again I'm not focusing on on me. I think to lo- to feel love towards myself is something so foreign, but something that I 
want and, and yearn for? Well, it's, it's all of our basic essence. So it's not foreign. It's actually your native language. Love is our native language. Okay. You've just forgotten it, but you know, you know what it feels like. You know what it feels mm-hmm. like. Right. Yeah. I just want to, I don't, I feel ready. You know, I feel deserving to, to, to do it. So let's try right now. So why don't you just kind of close your eyes for a minute and just speak lovingly to yourself. What do you want to say to yourself? What are, think of all the things you want other people to say to you and say them to yourself. Okay. It's like, you know, you're, you're good enough. Uh, you're, you're appreciated. You're kind and loving. And I just feel like what, what happened to me as a child wasn't my fault. I guess I feel like I tend to still blame myself as an adult if I, I did something wrong or I was defiant mm. and rebellious. I deserved X, Y, and Z. Mm. That's a huge insight, Laura. Mm-hmm. What did you feel like you did wrong? Uh, I feel like I was always the black sheep of the family. I didn't follow what my parents would tell me to do. Like what? Uh, always somewhat re- rebound. Um, basic stuff. Co- coming home on a curfew or if I struggled academically, I would always get, get punished. You know, when my siblings would get straight A's and I mean, it's, I look back, it's nothing quote unquote bad. Um, I just guess I felt I never lived up to their standards to some degree. Well, what were their standards? Uh, you know, I had uh, two older brothers, so I feel like they put them on somewhat of a pedestal. Mm-hmm. And everything they did was was highlighted and, you know, great. And then when it came time to me, it was just, okay, Laura got into college. Laura, you know, was going for her graduate degrees. You know, nothing kind of pushed to the side. Mm. My accomplishments were not noted the way my brothers were. Mm. And so what did you make that mean? It's like, like I, I wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. 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 And how are you different than your brothers? Um, I feel like I'm learning to be myself, and I'm not saying that they're not themselves, but I feel like they do as my father, even as adults, they're in their 40s, they, they do as my father still asks them to do, and follows his requests and leads. And I still see myself as this like, quote unquote, rebellion of the family. Well, isn't that a wonderful thing though? I, I, I'm seeing it as one now that I followed my own steps and, you know, instead of going into the family business, I sought out my passion. I see it as strength, but my family does not. Well, but you're also, let's not just look at the external thing. You're also like, you listen to this podcast, <laughs> like you're on right, a consciousness right, right. <laughs> path. You uh-huh. want to break the pattern of, you know, it seems like your family was very like worth came from accomplishments. Yeah. Validation came from doing, not being. And there wasn't a lot very of much. heart. It was all head, no heart. Right. And in a sense, you were the black sheep because you seem like you're very connected to your heart. 
you know, and you, you're, you are more of an emotional person. And I don't mean that as like, you're crazy emotional, but you're more, no, you're, more heart heart <laughs> right. you're, you're more heart-based. You're more heart-based. And so of course you rebelled because you didn't feel like you fit in. And, and I think, you know, from my point of view, there's always kind of in consciousness, there's usually one person in a family who is mm-hmm. the quote unquote black sheep, who is the one that's waking up. Because right. we've got to, for, for our species to evolve and continue to, to be on the planet, we've got to up-level our consciousness and we've got to stop okay. living in an externally based world. And so mm-hmm. you are the light worker in your family. Yeah. And so the final step, and you've done a lot of things, you went on your own way, you've done things the way you've wanted to do instead of just following in your brother's footsteps. However, because there's still this little girl part of you that wants to fit in with them, you still are doing the people pleaser thing. So breaking that pattern is sort of the final frontier in breaking this generational pattern and knowing that they're your family and you love them and you're grateful that this is the lineage you came through, but they may not be your soul family. Right. And really deeply forgiving them and accepting them. But at the same time, not expecting them to ever change. Right. Absolutely. That's great. I I really feel what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Very emotional. <laughs> yeah. So emotional. What's the emotion that you're feeling? In a good way. In a yeah. good way. Like ha- happy. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I could, I could do this. It's time to, to, you know, love, love me. Yeah. You know, give myself that love. Yes. And the next time you feel yourself going above and beyond for someone, Really check in with yourself and be like, am I coming from mm-hmm. a genuine place? And do I expect anything in return? Right. Is this coming from love or is this coming from my wound? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm finally seeing, you know, that people pleasing, it's making sense. Yeah. The reason I continue to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Does this give you some clarity yeah. and some things to work with? No, so, so much. I just feel so blessed. <laughs> to oh, be good. able to be on this call and you know just so much insight right now great so thank you so much my pleasure be kind to that little girl mother her like you mother your sweet daughters work with some forgiveness around your family really take gratitude and accept you know that your life journey is is kind of being the black sheep and being the trailblazer and being right. the light worker and and thank them for showing you the other side so that you could wake up to who you are but let them off the hook in terms of ever thinking you're going to get that like heart love from them. They speak head, right, not heart. Right. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Christine. What's so remarkable to me about this call was how much Laura shifted in terms of her energy and voice. I know at the beginning of the call, she was probably nervous and perhaps even a little of her people pleaser kicked in and she was trying to do it right as a caller and please me. 
But by the end of the call, you could really feel some confidence in her voice, which was awesome. So bravo, Laura. And if I continued to work with Laura, I would really work with her on using her voice even more. As you could hear, she's a bit soft-spoken, which is typical for someone who didn't really feel seen or heard or like they fit in their family growing up. So I'd really have her practice speaking up, talking loudly, even shouting a bit to support her and using her voice. I give her assignments to start combining speaking up for herself with not being a people pleaser, something simple like if she's at a restaurant and her order isn't correct to speak up and and send it back. I share this with you so that if any of you can relate to being soft-spoken, being a bit of a people pleaser, hopefully this will inspire you to start using your voice even more. So the first thing I want to elaborate on the call is the fact that people-pleasing is selfish. And if you've been a long-time listener, you've probably heard me say this before, but it's worth repeating. The reason that I believe people-pleasing is selfish is because it's really all about you. You're the one that doesn't want to upset people. You're the one who wants to avoid confrontation. You're the one who's concerned about how people perceive you. So as much as we think people-pleasing is this giving amazing thing to do for other people, it's really about kind of protecting ourselves. So let's make self-honoring choices. That's not selfish. Let's stop being people-pleasers and really make self-honoring choices, speaking our truth with love, with honesty, but not being a people-pleaser. And one of the ways we honor ourselves is to give ourselves the same kind of TLC and acknowledgement that we give others. This is something I really emphasize to Laura. She knows how to be loving and giving. She does it for others all the time. She's a social worker. She just needs to begin to do it for herself. And please, when looking at your old patterns, maybe even like people pleasing and realizing that, you know, we're not a hundred percent pure in our selfless intentions, please look at these patterns without judgment, without beating yourself up. This is the key to personal development is to not look at it from a place of I did something wrong or I'm broken or I need to fix myself. Have awareness without judgment. Work on yourself without thinking anything's wrong with you. You can acknowledge things about yourself without making yourself wrong. And next, to really shift out of a pattern, we have to let some things from our past go. We have to come to peace with the fact that some people in our life, maybe even a parent, are never going to change that we're never going to get those things that we want for them and just let them off the hook and let ourselves off the hook in terms of expecting it even more. A lot of people, they don't have the tools to change. They don't want to change. And the older they get, the more reinforced in their patterns they get. Not everybody's listening to podcasts like this and reading personal development groups. The fact that you're listening means that you're part of a very small minority of people who are willing to do the awareness and do the work. Hopefully that's shifting to more of a majority of people. But right here, right now, there's more people not changing than changing. That's why there needs to be more of us that are changing from the inside out and not expecting other people to change. But as Gandhi said, be the change that we want to see in the world. And those of you who feel like you're the black sheep of a family, like you don't fit in, like you're the only one doing all this work, well, you might be, but that's okay. You can have your biological family and love and accept them, but then find your soul family. And you may be the light worker in the family. You may be the change maker. You may be the one that's willing to break generational patterns. And that's something to be proud of. So some assignments for you before I sign off. When you are doing things for others, Really check in if you're doing your giving and your quote unquote pleasing without any expectations or attachment to getting anything in return. Ask yourself, is this 
giving, really coming from love, really coming from a pure place? Or do I have a little expectation? Is it coming from an old wound of wanting to be validated or wanting to make someone else happy? Second, reverse the golden rule. Do unto yourself as you do unto others. Give yourself the same above and beyond treatment, TLC, acknowledgement that you give others. Next, forgive the past. Let it go. Stop expecting people to change. And finally, have gratitude and acceptance. If you are the black sheep of a family, find your soul family instead. And I am so happy that you're part of my family, my soul family, by listening to the show. As always, I so appreciate it when you head over to iTunes and give the show a rating and a review. And it also means the world to me when I see you share about it on social media. Always tag me so that I can thank you personally. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook mostly. Sending you all so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Bye.